Mark chapter 8 this evening. Mark chapter 8. I should love hearing our youth choir sing. Tonight we're going to have some interaction. Mess service message will not be any longer than normal. You don't have to worry about that. As I like to tease, many of my preacher brethren will be preaching tonight. And they will for some reason feel led to preach shorter than normal. But uh, I consistently preach the same length all year long, so I don't have to feel guilty when I sleep tonight like many of my brothers do. Amen. And I do tease them about that. I've actually asked some of my friends, and they say, yeah, I'll be honest, I shortened it up a little bit on Sunday night. And that's nice. They shortened it up for Super Bowl night. But we are consistent around Bible Baptist Church. Correct, church? Amen. Amen. But before you go home and chew on a chicken wing, or some of you might just go to bed, and who cares, right? But before, I know there's some of you going to parties and all that good stuff and enjoying the game. And it is a local team that's in it. I get it. Um, before you go and enjoy that, I'm going to have your brains working with me on this message tonight. And so we're going to divide the auditorium in half, uh, but we're going to go by sections. I'll explain that in just a second. Let's go ahead and read the text, and then I'll tell you what we're going to do, and then we'll hit a special. I'll get up and say a few words, and then we're going to have this tonight. So we're going to have a little, we're going to let your minds work tonight. Because this, again, as I mentioned it this morning, this passage has intrigued me for many years since I was a Christian and got saved early on and started reading this. The Bible says in verse 22, and he cometh to Bethsaida, Mark 8, we're in Mark 8. And they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him and he asked him if he saw aught. So remember, here's what he says. He spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him and he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. That's the statement that the blind man, or formerly blind man, so his vision's gotten better, obviously. The Bible says he was blind, right? Then the Bible says he doesn't say anything to Jesus. Jesus doesn't ask him anything. He just immediately says after that he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Right, there's a few questions I have about it. Why was it foggy at first? Why did he see him as trees? And then why does he see them clearly? And notice it doesn't say anything about buildings, trees, plants. I mean, all the other things that you can see, which we take for granted. By the way, church, if you have good eyesight tonight, you can see, what a blessing. Thank God for eyesight. I mean, wow, just to be able to see, praise the Lord for that. But he says men, there's something specific about it. He sees men as trees walking, and then he sees men, every man, clearly. Now notice, he saw every man clearly. I'm giving you some hint words, buzzwords, okay? And he sent him away into his house, saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any of the town. And the Bible says, and Jesus went out. And his disciples into the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And of course, this is important. He asked them the question, Whom do men say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. Some say Elias, and others one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Peter answered and saith unto them, Well, thou art the Christ. And he charged them that they should tell no man of him. All right, so we're going to do this by section. So there's four sections here, and then four sections here. And this half of the auditorium is going to answer the first or discuss the first question. This section will discuss it, that section will discuss it. I'm just going to give you a few minutes, okay? Uh, and then we'll give quick reports. And then this side of the auditorium is going to do the second part of it. So this part is going to talk about what's the significance of why he sees men as trees. This part of the auditorium, this half of the auditorium is going to say why, what's the significance of he seeing men clearly. I know I mentioned a little bit this morning. But I, before you enjoy your chicken wings and guacamole and all that tonight, we're going to make your minds working and make sure you're paying attention to church tonight. So you're going to have to have class interaction tonight. All right. And then I'll get up and, and we'll, we'll hear test, pick somebody from each group to share what you come up with. So the def, we'll just have the definite section. In, and then I'll share a few more thoughts and then we'll be done. So you're going to help me preach the message tonight. So really the message is going to really go as long as depending on how long you preach tonight. So it's not on me, all right? So let's hear this special and then we'll discuss it. So this auditorium is going to discuss which part? 
trees part. This part, this auditorium is going to see which part? And you're going to do it by section. I'm going to give you two minutes each, and then each, per, each group's going to get up and say something, and then we'll go from there, all right? All right, did Brother Stone do it for this whole sec, the whole half of the auditorium? Okay. He killed four birds with one stone, all right? How many, how many spokespersons do we have? Okay, Brother Tim, did you do it for both sections? Okay, and Brother Andy, you did it for this one and then the death, all right? Brother Stone? All right, why don't you come up, Brother Andy, Brother Tim, come up, and I'll interpret for the deaf. We'll let the, come on up here, and y'all give us your reports, and then we'll wrap it all up. Uh, deaf section, we'll go ahead, and I'll interpret for the deaf section. Who's your spokesperson? Okay. All right, here's what the deaf came up with. The deaf said, so since we're not responsible for the first part, the second part, um, he says he's, that we feel like something happened between the two, meaning they got there's a salvation experience, possibly. He got saved. And so when he, 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 so he got his vision enough to see men as trees, but then he saw Jesus too, and his, his, the actual event that took place there was salvation on that second touch, and then he saw men clearly. All right. Most scholars believe he was already saved or not even saved yet at all, so there's a lot of debate. That's interesting. Very good. Anything else you want to add? That's it? All right. Okay. All right, so we had uh, several ones that are very similar, almost the same, uh, so I grouped that all into one. But I'll start off with that one since there were so many of them. And basically it was the, the progression of uh, spiritual things, as in when you first get saved, right, you're a young, you're young, young Christian, and you grow um, very similar. When you first saw, he thought they were trees, and then he saw clearly that they were men. Um, then we had... Uh, because there was movement, and he might have just heard, being an older man, he just heard that with the wind blows and the trees move, he just saw the movement at first, and that why, that's why he thought they were trees. And then, uh, uh, very good one over here, um, as if right at the beginning of the Bible, uh, the tree of life, right? When Adam and Eve first came on scene, the tree of life was very important, um, and so the first thing he saw, uh, he could have thought that it was the tree of life. And then um, also there was uh, usually disabled people would like sit on the corners and ask for alms and, and so forth like that. And as, again, as an older man, they probably know that trees are tall. And so we first was able to see sitting on the ground, men walking by or standing by would appear to be tall and it very well could have been uh, the thought of being a tree um, at, at that point. So that's, that's what we had. That's good. There were a few words that were prevalent throughout our conversation. One of the words was dependence. So the man could see clearly once he realized that it w his full dependence was on Jesus. He could not have seen clearly without depending on Christ. And then not only was it a physical healing, but it was a spiritual healing when he put his faith in Christ, um, yes, his, uh, obviously his soul was healed, but then his body was healed. And then the other word that was pretty prevalent was the word process. Sometimes we don't always get the results we want right away in our Christian growth and our Christian walk. But we have to, once again, depend on Christ 
and trust in the process that he leads us in in order for that to come to fruition. So that's pretty much all we discuss. We kind of see evolution in this as seeing trees. Trees are an object that man doesn't have to have a higher calling for. And so there's evolution and then there's God created. So when he saw the trees man, he saw God, or he saw man in the physical state. And when he saw man as man, he saw God with a soul, or saw man with a soul. And so we have God in the equation in the second part. We just have man and man. So there's the, the, the vertical and the horizontal. And then we have the progression of faith where um, we start out small like a mustard seed and then we grow bigger with our faith and, and create more fruit. We don't create but God creates. <laughs> Great, great discussion there. So I get your brains working. I won't be long tonight. just want to give you a thought that I think will challenge all of us and encourage us in this. If you look at this passage here again, we see that there's, there's two separating issues here. Same Jesus, same blind man. He touches his eyes. Specifically, he spits first, the Bible says. Then he touches his eyes. He says, I see men as trees, right? That's what the Bible says. He says, I see men as trees walking. So he knows trees aren't supposed to walk, but he says, I see men as trees walking. He makes that point. Bible immediately goes into the subject of talking about uh, how Jesus immediately puts his hands upon his eyes again and made him look up, all right? He looks up again, and he sees every man clearly. He sees every man clearly. Now, what's the point here? here here's the point I want to make. There, there's a big discussion about seeing them as trees and then seeing them clearly, and that's what we just discussed. Great job. Your answers are Pretty typical. I hadn't heard that one about him sitting down as a blind man and looking up. I hadn't heard that one. That was interesting. But good discussion, good points, Brother Deaf. There is some discussion about when he got saved in this context because in the book of John chapter 9, you have another story of Jesus healing a blind man. And in that particular chapter, uh, I don't believe he was saved until the end of the chapter. He, he, gets, he gets healed physically. you got to understand that all through the Gospels, be careful not to assume that everybody healed physically got saved. They didn't always get saved. Right? In fact, the story of the ten lepers, Jesus cleansed ten of them, nine left, one came back, and the Bible says he was made whole after his return. That, I believe, is a teaching of salvation. In John chapter 9, again, I referenced it just now, the Bible says that at the end of the chapter, when he, when he finally says, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him, it's Jesus says, I am he that speaketh thee, then the Bible says, Lord, I believe, that's when he got saved. So he'd already been healed. He'd already had to face the Pharisees. He'd already seen what religion can do or not do, I should say. And then he calls Jesus Lord, and at that moment he gets salvation. So here's what Christians do today. This is the point I want to get across tonight. And it's fitting for a Super Bowl night. Christians spend so much time debating and fussing over what's not clear and don't spend enough time promoting or preaching or teaching that which is clear. Does that make sense? In other words, we're spending a lot of time, and you, all you got to do is go look on social media. I mean, and I, I don't get into a lot of that stuff, but many of my preacher friends love it. They thrive on that stuff. They love to get in and, and fight and discuss all these things. And, and look, more power to if you enjoy that. The only concern I have is lost people are watching. Lost people are reading. If you have a private group and you want to sit there and throw mud at each other, help yourself. But just be careful. I wish I could tell some of my friends, but it's not, it's not my job to do that. It's the Holy Spirit's job. 
I try to stay away from that stuff, right? So in these last days, there's already so much gray area. There's always so much confusion. I'm not talking about biblically. I'm talking about just in society today, right? I mean, good night. The, the, the immoral attacks on our country are just great. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, there's so much gray areas now in, in morality and purity and, and sexual activities and just, it just I mean, we, I mean you, you, you go, go to YouTube sometime. Go to YouTube if you want to be entertained, seriously. And go to Forbes channel and watch our senators, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, our own, Senator uh, Ted Cruz, interview some of these people that Biden recommend for positions of authority and literally hear them ask them questions like, do you know what a woman is? And to hear them answer, that hear them, they can't answer the question. How many genders are they can't answer the question? I mean, people that can't even answer simple questions like how many genders are there, right? And their explanations, it's just, it just blows my mind, right? And so a lot of people are fighting and fighting over that which is not clear. Now, is it okay to discuss it, study it, and delve into it? Sure, help yourself. I'm for that. In fact, that's part of the search in the Bible as you read. Let's be honest tonight. God knows my heart when I say this. There's some things in the Bible that aren't necessarily completely 100% clear, right? They're just not. But there are things that are 100%, no doubt, perfectly clear. So here's, here's what's interesting, okay? It's not an accident that after we read this context of Scripture, the very next thought is in verse 27. Jesus is going to say, as Jesus went out and his disciples into the towns of Caesarea Philippi, and by the way, he asked his disciples, saying unto them, whom do men say that I am? That's the question he's asking them. Wait a second now. It's interesting. Just as you hear the phrase, as trees walking, look what the disciples say. And they answered, John the Baptist, some say Elias, and others, one of the prophets. So just as the blind man saying, well, I see men as trees walking, they're saying, you remind people as John the Baptist, uh, Elias, or one of the prophets. So there's a gray area there. There's no clarity on who, Jesus is like them. Right now, as it stands, I, I don't know, some of you may be aware of this. I do a lot of sign language devotionals. I do sign language videos. I do a lot of sign language stuff just trying to expose as many people as possible to American sign language because of the great need to reach the deaf and all that stuff. And one of the things I love, love hearing and seeing is when deaf people comment and say, wow, when you sign, you sign just like your dad. Oh, man. Every time I read that, I just, it just warms my heart. I learned from an incredible teacher. My dad is gone now. But my sign language, my facial expression, so many people that knew my dad say, wow, watching you is like watching a young Art Dingen. When I hear that, I usually copy and send it to my sister and say, look what I read today. And I just, it just warms my heart, brings tears to my eyes to know that I remind somebody of my dad, right? And listen, if somebody said, man, preacher, or, you, or you, you know, Brother George or Don Koontz or whoever in here, man, you remind me of John the Baptist, wow. Or Elias, wow. Or other prophets, Wow. Hold on a second. When it comes to Jesus, there has to be clarity. But watch what the Bible says here. I love this. This is what they say. This is how people see. They see men as trees walking. We got something to say to you. And, they, and then, then he said to them, for whom say ye that I am? This is very important now because Jesus is about to set these 12 men loose on the world. And what these 12, really minus one, because Judas is gone, they replace him. What these men do to get us to the point now in 2024 to still have church, everything hinges on this answer right here. All right? 
in the same context, are you following me? In the same context, you have a comparison of men as trees. But jump down, you have a comparison of Jesus as John the Baptist, as Elias, as the prophets. But then there's clarity in seeing men clearly. Now there's got to be clarity here. And here it is. Here's what they say. But what say you that I am? And Peter answered and saith to him, Thou art the Christ. Listen, church, that right there has got to be clear. Last Wednesday night on our Lord's Supper evening, we, we discussed that. The, the, always the, the controversial issue, the controversial person is always the, the person of Jesus Christ. He's always going to be debated. Many out there don't see him clearly. Many out there see him as one of the trees walking. Many out there in this world see him as an Elias, as John the Baptist. And oh, Elias is a great man of God. Peter is a great man of God. John the Baptist, Jesus born of women. Wonderful, wonderful. But there ain't nobody, nobody like my Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, thou art the Christ. That, my friend, has got to be clear. That, my friend, is what the world has to know. And when we acknowledge and recognize 24-7, no matter where we are in our life, that Jesus, he alone, is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. He is the Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Then, watch this now, the men that we see out there are seen clearly. So there's a parallel in this passage here. You all answer this question is great. But anytime we take the fantastic, darling, wonderful Son of God and put him at the level of Elias, John the Baptist, or even us, we're not going to see things clearly. He, Christ, must be in his place. He is preeminent. He is the king, watch this, of kings. He is the Lord of lords. What that means is whatever level these kings are at, whatever level these lords are, he is above them. If all the lords, lowercase l lords, are here, the Lord is here. If all the kings, lowercase k, are here, the king is here. There's no comparison. And that, my friend, tonight in 2024 should be just as clear tonight as it was 2,000 years ago when Peter, a fisherman, uneducated, had the wisdom and discernment to make the statement and say, Thou! Art the Christ. See, while many fuss over the gray areas, this world needs to hear a generation of people say, hey, we know who the Christ is. And when you know who the Christ is, and you serve the Christ, and you live for the Christ, things get a whole lot clearer. You start seeing this book clearer. You start living the Christian life Clearer. There is clarity when Christ is in his rightful place. Let me close with this. Don't miss this now. When Christ is in his rightful place, I then am in my rightful place. Thou art the Christ. Heads your bad eyes are closed. Thanks for listening so much.
by words of mine. 